Well, I live in Minnesota, and the weathermen have told us that over the next 24 hours, we should expect to get about 20 inches of snow and high winds. It's going to be a big blizzard here. How can they, how can they do that? Well, they look up at the sky, they have all kinds of instruments they use, they study it in depth, and they can tell pretty detail about what's going to happen in the weather. Now, I'm not a weatherman, but I can even look up at the sky and see kind of what's probably going to happen. Like, it's kind of a overcast, cloudy day today, so it's like, yeah, probably snow. I can tell if there's storm clouds, well, it'll probably storm. Or if it's crystal clear blue, that it'll be a sunny day. Well, we can look at Jesus and study him and kind of like studying the clouds in the sky by studying Jesus and studying God's word, we can understand the times that we live in and understand the world that we live in and what's happening. And Jesus is going to talk about that today. I'm so glad that you've joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. We're going to be reading in Matthew chapter 16 today. And before we read, let's give a little context so that we understand better what we're reading. So where we had just left off is that Jesus had been feeding the 4,000. So there was a crowd of people and he fed them with bread and fishes. Now, I think it's important to clarify because I was always confused by these two stories when I was growing up. But there's two different times that Jesus fed a large crowd of people. So there's the feeding of the 5,000, which happened a couple chapters ago. And then there's the feeding of the 4,000. And both stories are very similar. Um, So it's easy to get them mixed up, but it happened two different times. Okay, So he had just finished feeding the 4,000 and then um, had told his disciples to get into a boat to go across to the region of Magadan. And that's where we left off. And we're going to have another situation today where we encounter the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So let's talk about those Pharisees and Sadducees a little bit. These are all um, people who are teachers of the law, you could say. Um, And there's two different groups of people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But they were... They were both against Jesus. So they were united in the fact that they were opposing Jesus. But they were different groups of people. Um, The Pharisees really held to the commandments of the Bible plus the traditions that were taught in the temple. So they had kind of like, obey all these commandments plus we have a few extra rules for you. Um, And that was um, what they were kind of known for. The Pharisees were kind of self-righteous. They were very much the rule followers in the temple. The Sadducees were a little bit different. They tended to be the more wealthy group of Jewish leaders, and they had some different beliefs than the Pharisees. For one thing, um, they were a little more strict about just believing the commandments of God. They didn't add other rules to it as much. Um, They also did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. So they kind of had a mindset of like, hey, this life is all there is, so let's uh, make the most of it. And they were known for kind of bending the rules a little bit and being a little bit more self-indulgent. So that's kind of who these two groups of people are. They're very different um, in what they, how they lived their lives and what they believed, but 
they were both Jewish and they were both united against Jesus. One other word that I want to make sure we know before we read is the word leaven. Jesus is going to use leaven as a metaphor. And I don't think we can understand the metaphor if we don't know what leaven is in the first place. So um, leaven is something that is put into bread dough and it makes it like rise and have those little um, little air pockets in it. It makes it soft and fluffy. So the leavening agent that is typically used when we bake bread is yeast is another word for it. Those are almost synonymous. Um, and you put it in and it, um, it, you mix it and knead it into the whole lump of dough and then that's what makes your bread soft and fluffy. Otherwise it'd be like hard as a rock. So Jesus is going to talk about the leaven of the Pharisees. But remember that he's using it as a metaphor. So he's using the picture of leaven to explain something else. All right, let's dive in. We are starting in Matthew chapter 16 today. Matthew chapter 16, verse 1. Here we go. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, It will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousand, and how many baskets you gathered, or the seven loaves for the four thousand, and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Let's talk about the meaning of what we just read. It might have felt a little bit repetitive, you know, and I think that it is repetitive. The Pharisees and Sadducees keep on coming to Jesus and asking him, like, prove who you say you are. Give us a sign. And this has happened repeatedly. So if you felt like, didn't we hear this story before? Um, You're right. (laughs) The Pharisees and Sadducees just keep on doing this. And um, Jesus keeps on responding to them. The one thing that I had a question about as I was reading was, what's the setting of this story? So where we left off at the end of Matthew chapter 15 was that the disciples um, and Jesus got into a boat and were going across to the region of Magadan. And then there's this conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees, and then suddenly they're in the boat reaching the other side. So I was like, well, what happened? Did the Pharisees and Sadducees row out on a boat? and have a conversation with them in the middle of a lake? That doesn't seem to make sense. So this is what I did, and I share it with you because I think it's an important strategy when you have a question about a story you're reading in the Bible. The first thing I did was to look at 
the whole story and I read back in chapter 15 and I read a little bit further on to see is the answer in the verses around what I just read and I didn't find the answer there. So then the next thing I did was I went and looked at this story in some other books of the Bible. So Luke tells the same, a similar story and Mark tells the same story too. Um, so the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are four different accounts of Jesus' life. So a lot of times they're the same stories, but they're told from four different people's point of view. So I went to see, well, did any of those other guys give more details about this story? And they did. Mark, in fact, gave us a detail. So I'll share that with you. Mark, after recording the same conversation with the Pharisees, this is in Mark chapter 8, verse 13. It says, And he left them, the Pharisees and Sadducees, got into the boat again and went to the other side. So what Mark tells us is probably that they were getting into the boat, the Pharisees and Sadducees came up, maybe Jesus hopped out, talked to them for a little bit, and then hopped back in the boat, and then they went. Or maybe Jesus hadn't quite gotten into the boat yet, or they were kind of getting ready. So this conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees probably happened on the shore as they were, you know, getting all loaded up to go. And what is this conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees? They're wanting a sign, like, They're basically saying, Jesus, prove to us that you are who you say you are. Give us a sign. Now, you and I have been reading in the book of Matthew, so we know that they've seen lots of Jesus' miracles. They've heard his teaching. Jesus has already given them plenty of evidence that he is who he says he is. The problem isn't that they haven't seen signs. The problem they have is that they're unwilling to believe it. And Jesus' response is, to point them to a literal sign from heaven. Okay, you want a sign from heaven? Look up at the sky. You know how to look at those clouds and tell what the weather's going to be like. But here I am standing right in front of you, a literal sign from heaven. And you can't understand it. You don't understand it. You don't believe it. And he says, I'm not going to give you a sign except the sign of Jonah. Okay, now, do you remember what the sign of Jonah is? That's right. Jonah, just like he went into the belly of the fish for three days, and then he was spit up onto onto the shore, Jesus, in future chapters, and it's coming in the future, in the next few chapters of Matthew, but he is going to die and be buried for three days, not in the belly of a fish, but in a tomb. And then he's not going to get vomited out of the tomb, but he's going to rise again and and come out of the tomb after three days. So that's what the sign of Jonah is. I wonder if when the Pharisees and Sadducees see um, the resurrection of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, if they will believe. What do you think? Do you think they will? Maybe some of them. All right, and then we have these conversations between Jesus and his disciples about bread (laughs) and they're having like two different conversations and I think it's I actually think this story is a little bit comical the disciples are comical at least Jesus is is serious about what he's saying but the disciples first off they forgot to bring any bread which if you know the story that just happened before it's almost funny they had seven baskets of bread left over from feeding this huge crowd of people and they forgot it, (laughs) which I think is funny. I forget things all the time. I'll get all packed up to go and I'll just leave something sitting right in my entryway 
um, right by my front door. And here the disciples did the same thing. They forgot to bring the bread with them. And so they're, but they're all worried about it. And the funny thing is Jesus is like, don't you remember that we just fed 4,000 people? Um, and it was no problem for me. Why are you worried about bread? <laughs> he says, oh, you of little faith. And I think it's kind of funny. It's like the disciples forget that they're sitting right there with Jesus who can feed 4,000 people. Surely he can also take care of his disciples that are with him. But Jesus is talking, having a different conversation at the same time. He's talking about beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And we learn in verse 12 exactly what he's talking about. It says, The disciples then understood that he didn't tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So Jesus is using leaven as a metaphor to help understand the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That teaching will kind of go through all of the whole Jewish community and it will permeate everything. Um, And they are supposed to be warned of it. So what is the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Well, one part of it is that the Pharisees were all about follow the rules, follow the rules, obey all the rules and you'll be good. And the Sadducees were like, hey, let's live life and enjoy it and not worry too much about the consequences because there's nothing coming after this. So those were two things that they were teaching that we should be aware of. Um, It's not about following the rules and we shouldn't just be like, well, it's no big deal. I'll just do what I want to do. Those teachings are not going to lead us in the right direction and we should beware of them. Um, The fancy word for those two types of teaching are legalism and licentiousness and we don't want either of those things. All right, let's move on and talk about our memory verse for this week. We're in Psalm 37. You know, one thing that I thought of as I'm thinking about this psalm and thinking about what's happening in the story of Matthew with Jesus, these Pharisees and Sadducees really were Jesus' enemies, right? They were trying to trick him. They were trying to find a way um, to get rid of him. We've read that before. It doesn't say in our story today, but in previous stories, we know that they were out to destroy him. They So they were his enemies. And Jesus is all-powerful. He could have dealt with those Pharisees and Sadducees right there, um, but he doesn't. I mean, he, he, he responds to them with his words, but he, he doesn't cause them to drop dead or anything like that. And I think it's, um, he's obeying this Psalm 37 perfectly. So let's read. I'm going to read the first few verses, and then we'll talk about the part that we're memorizing this week. So it says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So think about that. Jesus is obeying this. He's not fretting over these Pharisees and Sadducees. He's not um, all worried about them. He's trusting in the Lord. 
He responds to them. He talks to them, but he's not all anxious and worried about it. He's trusting in the Lord. He's still before his heavenly father. He's committed his way to the Lord. And he knows that God will bring forth his righteousness and his justice. Um, So the part we're memorizing today is verses 5 and 6. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. That's such a sweet promise. You know, commit your way to the Lord. He will make all the wrong things right one day. He will bring forth your righteousness and your justice one day. So we can trust him. We can commit our way to him. I'm so glad that you have joined me in reading through the book of Matthew. I do hope and pray that you will come to trust in the Lord more as you read about him through the book of Matthew. One thing to stay tuned for is I'm going to have a drawing soon for an ESV children's Bible. This is the Bible that we bought for our daughters. It's a beautiful Bible. It has fantastic illustrations. It's not a children's Bible in that it's a story Bible. It's like the whole ESV Bible, all the verses in it, but it has these lovely pictures in it. Um, And it's a nice hardcover copy that I have. So stay tuned. In the next few episodes, I will share more information about that. It's coming up soon. All right. We'll see you next time.